time to relax. And you know what that means. It's time for the show that knows everything about what should and shouldn't be hidden in a boy's mattress. It's the Original Janksters Podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. And together and- we form a pail of water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be a monkey who's holding that pail of water. That's all I ask. I got the better powers. <laughs> that, now that's speaking of our movie that we're going to talk about here shortly. What if they did like a same kind of thing where they took like a dark horror version of the wonder twins. <laughs> hmm. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it if they did that with most things. Like, yeah. You know, what would be cool is if Aquaman had a dark version of himself where instead <laughs> of him just like fighting off, just, the the two bad guys that show up on the ocean every year. <laughs> what if he just goes out and kills fishermen and he uses the animals to basically do his bidding? It would be a much better Aquaman. He would. He'd pretty much just be the creature from the Black Lagoon, but with telepathy, <laughs> water telepathy. I would be so excited for any of anything that's just bad, except for Reverse Flash. We already saw that, and that's uh, whatever. <laughs> They uh, they also have touched on that, I mean, somewhat in that show, The Boys. I don't know if you ever watched that on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but they've got a very Justice League type of team. Um, and the one, like, their Flash guy is called A-Train. And uh, he, like, does, he's, like, there's this drug that, like, enhances their powers. And you find out eventually kind of gave them their powers. But he's, like, abusing it. So he's, like, this drug addict kind of. <laughs> and, in, like, the first episode, he's basically just running down the street. So ridiculously fast that he just like obliterates this woman. <laughs> hmm. Just runs right through her. And the guy who was like holding her hands is just left kind of holding her hands. <laughs> that's all that's left of her. <laughs> Interesting. How'd you like that show? <laughs> I heard it was all right. Um, I've been hearing it's not, it's like amazing. I think it was good. Um, I didn't think it was the best, but it certainly has some good moments. I don't want to waste my time with that. There's just so much superhero stuff out there in the world that I just don't care. Yeah, (laughs) I can't even argue with that anymore. You start off the year with basically the Academy, and then there's this boys show, and then there's the Marvel, and then there's the DC. I'll stick with one thing, and I'm all right with that. And even that, I don't even give it my full attention. (laughs) (laughs) And now Marvel's got like even more fucking like TV shows that they're doing besides the ones that were already announced. It's like, fuck you. You're killing you're killing the whole market here. No one has time for all of this. Especially like lesser tier characters that no one cared about anyway. I certainly don't. You're not gonna <laughs> you're definitely not gonna get me in there. Yeah. I don't think I'm even gonna bother with Disney Plus. How dare you? How are you gonna watch Endless Moana? <laughs> I know you secretly wanna watch that movie again. And that's okay. <laughs> It's true. I want to watch it every day. It's all that matters to me anymore. Kevin just wants to be shiny. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, our show, our topic of uh, the show this week that we're going to talk about movie wise is the movie Viper. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about it again. I can't stop watching it. I was going to watch another movie, but I couldn't. I had to watch Moana again. <laughs> I have to learn the words of those people sailing when they're not speaking English. 
<laughs> They're speaking my language. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brightburn is uh, the movie that we're going to watch this week. Or did watch, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. This show won't go anywhere. It'd just be weird. That being said, <laughs> Kev, go ahead and explain the entire movie. <laughs> well, Blackburn is a movie that came out earlier this year. So, if you haven't seen this movie and you know want to, uh, I know it's it's fairly recent, so a lot of people may not have seen it. So, if you don't want to be spoiled on it, um, you know, maybe skip ahead in the episode because <laughs> uh, we're gonna go way into it. Uh, way. Basically, Blackburn is a movie written by, I believe, James Gunn's brother and. Cousin? <laughs> That's what it looks and like. And not even, yeah, <laughs> and not even the brother who's in like the Guardians movies. One of his other brothers. Uh, so apparently, there's just a whole large gun family. Um, James Gunn kind of produced it. Some other guy who's not a gun uh, directed it. And basically, it's in as close as they could possibly get to doing a version of an evil Superman movie. <laughs> It's not officially associated with uh, DC at all. Um, it's put out by Sony, but it's, you know, as close as they could get without getting sued <laughs> mm-hmm. to the story of Superman. Uh, I've seen interviews with the director and he like if you even bring up Superman to him, he'll just be like, what's that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're fully committed to uh Trying to be like, yeah, we don't know. It's nothing like Superman. <laughs> it's just taking superhero tropes from all over, all over the place, <laughs> even though it's clearly Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say they did try to change it a little bit, I guess, probably to keep it from being, again, to try to not get sued. Uh, but they did change up his powers somewhat, I would say, because he does have like electrical powers. But even that's kind of like a deep cuts connection, I feel like, because there was a whole time in the 90s you ever see that superman where he was like all black and like light blue and he had like electrical powers uh-uh <laughs> yeah it was like a whole thing they did in like the late 90s i want to say where somehow he changed a little bit and looked like this electrical dude hmm. so maybe that was a throwback to that <laughs> sorry i'm writing down my movie scale oh <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, this movie came out earlier this year. Um, I think it's not perfect. It's uh, it's definitely a good movie. I would not say it's the greatest movie they possibly could have made with this subject matter. I think they left some meat on the bone. Um, but in a year that has not been very great, uh, this was a movie that I did enjoy, <laughs> unlike many of them. <laughs> so this is, did, uh, this is my movie scale. So I've got basically seven different places that this movie can land. So you've got amazing, oh. being as it is the most amazing movie. You've got great. Mm-hmm. It's just a great movie. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but I think overall it's a great movie. you got pretty good, which is just above average. It's a pretty good movie. Good, okay. that's your average movie. It's good. Nothing special. Meh. <laughs> Meh is not that. It, it's, it's not that bad, but it's also... Not it's below average. You got bad. Yeah. Well, bad is just that. That's it's just a bad movie. It's not a good movie at all. And then the last one is trash. Let it burn. <laughs> um, 
that's <laughs> just that, that's just anything that's just needs the people in it may need to die. Um, where this movie <laughs> most child love movies. Yes, uh, where this movie ends for me is pretty good. It's just above average, but it's not great. I think that it's an okay movie. Well, I think that it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's fair. Um, it's certainly there's definitely other places they could have gone with it. I think um, certainly some storylines that didn't maybe get explored fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it definitely does play up the horror angles for sure. Um, it, it, it's very gory in certain parts. <laughs> so I appreciated them going for that. Mm, that one part. Well, there's two parts <laughs> for sure, but one part. Yeah. One part. I can't do Ugh. eyes stuff. Anything with eyes makes, makes my eyes water. Like even somebody just removing a contact or putting a contact. Even, oh my God, even thinking about doing things with eyes is making my eyes water. <laughs> Yep, I agree. I agree. That's one where it's just that like oh, scene, it's tough to watch that scene was. <laughs> um, yeah, that that scene was rough for me. Yeah, uh, it takes its time with that too. <laughs> Basically, there's a scene where a woman has glass in her eye, um, and she's trying to pull it out of her eyeball. Basically, oh, right in the middle of cornea. <laughs> it's just like oh, and they even like go so far as after that they show her like. Here's what it looks like from her point of view. And like the one side of the screen's like got this bloody film all over it. <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. so this movie's basically about how a couple uh it starts off so bad. I hate it. As soon as it started off, I was like, oh so they they basically can't have a baby. How do they explain that? Well, they have an entire library filled with books about how they can't have babies. It opens up with a whole bookshelf of how the, somebody's in, uh, fertile or how they can't make babies. I couldn't believe that that's how this movie opened. I was like, really? A whole bookshelf? That's interesting. So, so, uh, so It does seem like that's the kind of thing that, you know, the doctor could explain to you or one book could handle. Like, there's not that many books you could possibly write about that subject, I well, don't think. we find They're out that there are. There's so many books that you can apparently write about it. But anyways... We watched the couple about to make whoop and apparently try it again, even though after reading hundreds of books, they know that they can't apparently. So whatever. But they're like, let's do this thing. So they're about <laughs> to get it on. But unfortunately, there is a quake, an earthquake, and the lights go out. And the next thing they know is they have a child. But that <laughs> child came from space, came from a spaceship, very Clark Kent style. Ow, big mm-hmm. you son of a bitch. Um, so, uh, the baby, uh, is in a spaceship. We never actually see the spaceship land, but, uh, be it as it may, uh, we move into this montage of the child slowly growing up until I believe the day before his uh, 12th birthday. Um, Mm -hmm. so, which I find weird. I find that part kind of strange. (laughs) So it's like everything that Hmm. was, uh, human about him lasted up until, the very day that he basically turned 12, which, I mean, I 
I find that that kind of strange because it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's doing a cliche on the whole, you know, wait until your birthday of that age. But how long was that baby in that rocket? Was it a day? Was it literally just one day that baby came from some goddamn planet from a different place and then flew through space and landed in Mars? Or, or I'm sorry, on Earth? Or was it literally a couple days? Which means his birthday would have been a few days before his actual birthday when he actually got the powers. So that's a plot hole for you. That's a plot hole for you. Well, maybe they they were counting his rings so they knew how old he was. Ah, that's (laughs) true. Um, So anyways... Uh, so he turns 12 and at that moment, basically he, uh, starts hearing voices, I guess, or something. He starts having this weird, like night terrors at night where he wakes up and sleepwalks to on his way out to the barn where his mom mm-hmm. played by, I don't remember her name from hunger games and Mary from <laughs> yeah. Jack and Mary Elizabeth Banks, Elizabeth and, Banks. uh, Roy from the office was, a, was his father. <laughs> I can never remember his name, but he's always going to be Roy from the office. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know who that was. He looked kind of familiar to me, but uh, Carol would probably kill me if I knew that I didn't know. So anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, we basically have uh, this kid trying to open up these doors that are in the barn, but unfortunately these doors are kind of like chained together and locked together and there's no way for him to get in. But he's just kind of like sleepwalking-ish moving things. It's not like he's like really trying hard. It's just like one of these weird things that's like compulsing him to do this. And then his mm-hmm. mom... I think her name was Tori or Terry or we'll call her Tamara. So Tamara um, basically <laughs> goes and Tamara. Yeah. Uh, basically goes outside and finds her son, Brandon, just trying to open up these things. She gets him back inside and gets him back to sleep where the father's like, Oh, what was she doing? And I'm not going to try to explain everything in this movie. I'll be literally here all day. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we find, we find out he's sleepwalking and something's crazy going in his head. Something's talking to him. So the next day at yep. school, uh, we see him at school, and I believe this is his actual birthday or something because then they have a party afterwards. But um, basically we find out he's very smart in school. He seems to really understand everything. Even though you may not think he's listening, it seems like he's absorbing everything that's going on, which is making you lead to believe that he is quite um, quite smart. Um, mm-hmm. We also see that there's a girl that he has some interest in uh, that sits behind him who he thinks that she believes in. This fucking plot goes nowhere, which really pisses me off in this movie. Yeah. I wonder if there's deleted scenes or something. I don't know. Did did you watch deleted scenes? Uh, there are no deleted scenes on the DVD that I was able to find, but I did read up a little bit online, and they said that apparently, I don't know if it was ever filmed or if it was scrapped before they ever even filmed it, but at one point in the script, there was a mid credit sequence where you see that girl like building a robotic arm <laughs> to, I guess, kind of replace her fucked up hand and uh, go try to get revenge against this, you know, Brandon Byers kid. Well, so I think they were trying to set up for something eventually with her coming back for revenge. That but... sounds cool and stupid all at the same time. It does. That seems like a totally different movie where she's more like a 12 year old can build a robot hand. Yeah, well, anyways. Unless maybe they cut forward in time and she's like an adult scientist or something. Then I could buy it more. Um, so uh, he get, he leaves home from school, and I think and somebody obviously tells him that he needs to start doing some yard work or something. Hey, it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. It's time to mow the lawn. So he goes and mows the lawn. <laughs> For whatever reason, he's pulling the damn thing, and it ain't going. And then on some strange, instinctive kind of motion, he goes to pull it. 
and the lawnmower and its terrible effects go flying through the air, and then it lands into the ground. Again, the, the effects are terrible. And then he shows up, and the thing's just kind of... Apparently, he got the lawnmower started. I have no idea how, but he throws it across the yard. The lawnmower is going. He walks yeah. up to the lawnmower, and the blade is spinning. The only thing he Not can only think did of, it start, but it survived this fucking being thrown like 200 feet. Uh, so he's like, fuck, I can't believe how far I threw that. That's incredible. Let me stick my hand in there. So he sticks his hand in there, and the blade breaks. Nothing cut him at all. So then uh, the next, and the ne- basically the next scene we see is he goes to uh, his little birthday bash, which is in the diner, and uh, we, his uncle gives him a gun for his birthday. His father's very upset about it. Uh, and the kid kind of stands up for himself. And this is where we start to see him kind of turn from what I said. Like I said before, this has always been like a good kid. But as soon as he turned 12, things started changing. So um, so the kid stands up for himself and says, no, I want it, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? Because he didn't want it anyways. He never got it. <laughs> Again, <laughs> whole scene meant nothing. So... Um, we go in. Well, I mean, I think it was there to show that he was changing and, you know, he has a little outburst where like he, all the, the lights and the, and the computer games and everything in the pizza place, like all kind of flicker on and off. So oh, he's clearly doing something with the electricity there. <laughs> so I guess it kind of sets up that power a little bit. Uh, well, anyways, uh, so then the very next day, um, or actually that weekend, they go out camping Oh, no, no, yes. no, no, they do hunting first. They do hunting first. And before they go hunting, <laughs> the mom finds some, oh, weird pornographic material underneath little <laughs> Brandon's bed. <laughs> what is it? It's models and organs. Yes, bryads, which, you know, that's fine. That's normal. <laughs> if you don't have the internet, you got to get by with what you got. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> they find some tummy innards, I guess you can call them, tummy innards. Yeah. Basically, all kind of like medical textbook things about like you know here's what your insides look like yep again that plays into nothing in here i don't know i guess it sets up to make him seem like he's not right but he doesn't use that information for anything that i don't think that's true it's like he needs to at this point he's just like liquefying people by flying through them and shit like that so what does he care about like oh i have to go for the heart first okay Well, anyways, so they obviously think that something might be a little strange going on. But then he goes camping with his family to kind of, like, spend the the weekend with them. And uh, during that time, uh, nighttime falls. And he, well, before that, he has a little conversation with his father. Yeah, he goes hunting with with his dad. This scene must have been even just awkward for the actor to even talk about this. Um, I know. I felt awkward watching that scene. But, yeah, basically he tells him it's okay to... Touch his, touch his penis. <laughs> not for himself to touch his own penis. Not for the father <laughs> to say, you could touch my penis. Or vice versa. No, no, no. No, no, no one like needs that. that. Um, yeah, sorry. I, the way I said it made me sound like I was a creeper. Like, why am I watching this movie? Um, but yeah, no, he's basically giving me... He's like, oh, it's okay. You know, you're growing up. Kind of that whole, like, sex speech, basically. Yeah. All right. He says to give in to your urges, which is not a good way to phrase it with this kid. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of strange. But... Um, he says, uh, you know, if, if you if you see the girls on the uh, the you know the movies, or if you know any girls now, it's it's okay to. I don't remember, like, giving your urges now, and the kid's mm-hmm. like, now. Well, the dad's like, no, not not right now, but 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can you can give in. I don't want you to fuck me. <laughs> but yeah, so so that night, uh, the kid while they're camping or whatnot, uh, he he decides to dash off to the girl that he likes, and basically uh, plays some weird old old style music i guess and this yeah, like some weird girl. old 50s love song where it's like why did he think this was a good idea <laughs> he's very smart but he only knows about Dude. tummies and 50s music so um <laughs> Is that what alien culture knows about us yeah it's like <laughs> mars attacks all over again it's the only way to kill him yeah. um so then uh so the girl wakes up to the music she's like what the fuck so she goes up to her laptop shuts her laptop she turns around to head back to bed then the laptop is open again, playing that music. She's like, oh, no. So she goes back to the laptop. She's like, I need to keep this thing shut once and for all. So she puts a wide-ruled notebook on top of it this time. So this time it won't <laughs> open. So then she goes. Nope. She starts. Notebook. Ex- exactly. Nothing can open it up. So, uh, <laughs> so she starts to make her way back to the bed where a, a crazy wind blows. And she looks towards the window. And in the curtains is well, it's the Brandon guy again. He's he's being creepy. Um, so she screams for her mom. Her mom runs in. She tells him, hey, I think Brandon was in my room, blah, 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 blah. So Brandon goes back to the campsite where the parents are looking for him. They, he just magically shows up and says, oh, I was just taking a pee. They're like, oh, God, don't leave us like that. I was very scared. So Tamara and her <laughs> husband go back to bed, and everything's hunky-dory. So uh, basically then what happens after that is we get another shot of them back in school. And they're with the gym teacher, which is that the sheriff too? I have no idea. I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, no, those are different guys. Okay, I couldn't tell. That's made me sound like a racist right there, but I wasn't yeah, sure. Like they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the the gym teacher is basically giving them like a cool little project. And I, I remember doing this in gym too, and I haven't seen it since I was in gym. But basically, it's a bunch of kids standing in a circle, uh, mm-hmm. and then one kid is in the circle, and basically just doing the whole, uh, you know, fear fall, but just giving in, you know, just kind of falling into everybody and while everybody just kind of pushes them around. Well, Brandon goes in the center, and that girl, we'll call her Emily because I don't know her name, that girl <laughs> is standing in that circle. Well, not standing in the circle, but is around the yep. circle. Brandon is tossed her way. She goes, <laughs> ew. Ew. <laughs> and drops <laughs> drops Brandon. He falls down. The teacher says, you need to pick him up, uh, Emily. And she's like, no, I can't. And he's like, you're going to flunk this class if you don't help him up. So then. She's like, no, he's a pervert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so then she said, uh, so she finally does reach her hand out and he grabs it and then he breaks it. This part was, this is basically the start of where the, the crazier gore stuff, because this break looks, uh, again, oh. it's very gnarly. Like, you see her fingers yeah. kind of, like, crush, and then you see his hand just basically fold into her hand, and it's just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, he didn't boy. just, like, squeeze it till it broke. Like, he twisted that shit into some ungodly shape, basically. It, it just snapped it. Pretty disgusting. So, <laughs> let's move on. The kid is the now suspended for two days. The into the principal's office, and they're just like, oh, you know, they're kids. This happens. It's like, fuck no. Did you see this kid's hand? <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, Brandon's suspended for two days and basically has to see the counselor, which the counselor is also his aunt. So she has to basically get some information out of him and then give that information back to the sheriff at some point. Well, 
Brandon's aware of this. Brandon knows what's going on. So he goes and basically shares that information with her. But before I even get to that, I, I, let me back up. So, um, so that night, the night that he does all this stuff, or the day he does all that stuff, uh, he shows up into Emily's room and basically says, you know, I, I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean for that. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Emily says, well, my mom said I can't be talking to you. And he says, I'll take care of that. So he said, before he even says all that, though, he says that, hey, um, I, I, I found out tonight I was special because that night, basically what ends up happening is he ends up finding the spaceship that has been hidden from him. And his mom mm-hmm. and his uh, dad, you know, obviously freaked out that he knows, but basically just laid the truth down on him. And uh, he he freaks out and goes to see Emily while he says, hey, you know, I found out I'm special. I found out, you know, I'm unique and blah, 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 where, uh, you know, like I just said, he's going to go take care of her mom for her so they can talk more, which, again, (laughs) leads to nothing after this scene. Minus the mom uh, being no, killed. No, it does. Well, yeah, I mean, he kills the mother, so that's a, that's something. <laughs> well, none of, you never come back to Emily. She's not in the movie at all, ever again. Yeah. Not, not a single time, true. which is ridiculous. Well, anyway, yeah, so... that definitely seemed like there was stuff missing there, like that bigger through line. Because, yeah, that kind of... <laughs> this is probably halfway through the movie, and then she's not in it the rest of the time. So this this is the very first night where he dons his costume, which... Overall looks cool. The only thing and you're probably going to I don't know where you're going to fall on this. I like I love the hood. I love the mask he wears and I love yeah, the cape. It's creepy. I don't like the red, like he just wears then kids kids clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a kid so it's like i don't know where i fall on this i love the idea that he's yeah. got the stripy shirt but then it's like well i feel like it needs to be cooler than this but then it's like well, maybe it doesn't i don't know I, I get it because it's not like a full superhero costume he's just doing what he can with what he has to work with which is just a blanket and his normal clothes so it's not like he can be like ah uh, you know i'm gonna go get a tailor to make me something nice <laughs> yeah, but I do love his mask. It's really <laughs> badass and creepy Jared looking. King costume. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so he then goes to the diner where her mom works and basically kind of freaks her out. The very first thing he does is basically write his weird symbol all over the windows. It's this B with a backwards B. It's actually really cool, but I'll get to a part that kind of questions my life after after I talk <laughs> about this. But basically, yeah. it's this cool B and backwards B. I like the symbol. I like the logo. It's really cool. And it basically stands for, I mean, it could stand for two different things, either Brandon Byers or whatever his name is. You know, it's the double Bs or Brightburn, <laughs> which I think initially it is the Brandon Byers thing, obviously. Yeah, Brightburn. he's been writing in his notebook like crazy, just drawing this symbol over and over again. And it's cool because it is kind of reminiscent of the Superman S, but obviously yeah. different. Yeah, I, I thought that that was pretty cool, too. But anyways, um, so he, you know, he's kind of doing these little weird things. And like we already talked about with the eye thing, I'm not even going to talk about it. And then basically <laughs> uh, is scaring her to death. So she goes to the only place where she feels like she's safe is in that walking cooler, which is good and ridiculous. And I'll tell you why it's ridiculous. So she goes <laughs> into the walking cooler. She throws the lock on it. No way that he's going in. She runs to the back of the cooler and then starts scratching at the back of the wall as if there's an additional <laughs> door there. Like you know what yeah. you were doing when you walked in there. What are you? What are you scratching at? Were you looking for those extra lemons that you had in that hidden compartment back there? Like what are you doing? It's you're stupid. But anyway, so yeah, that's true. 
That was very dumb. Uh, I don't think she was thinking clearly with her gouged out eye. <laughs> I mean, oh, whatever. So he uses his laser vision to basically cut the door in half, rips the door apart, and uh, uh, steals her. Doesn't actually really kill her right away. Just straight up steals her. Um, <laughs> kidnaps her, and we'll find out later where she's at. So the next day, obviously, there's a huge investigation where the cop uh, I, we'll just call him the sheriff because I don't know his name either, but we'll call him the sheriff. He shows up and, you know, he's taking pictures of everything and, uh, you know, he finds these double B's, the symbol that's on the window. So, of course, they take a picture of that and uh, that's where we'll leave that. So, now we're left with Brandon and the counselor. He basically is saying, uh, you know, after she's she's questioning him on some stuff and, you know, asking him why and all these other things and he he says that he learns that he's unique and she starts to question him, and then he says, well, no, I'm superior as well. So it's like, okay, this kid, this this is the part of the movie where I was like, okay, so not only is this Superman, and not only is this a horror movie, but this is also Chronicle. Got it. Perfect. Picking it up. <laughs> putting it down. Got it. So yeah. um, we learn more and more about this whole thing. Um. The uh, the aunt is basically she has to give a report to the sheriff tomorrow to keep him from going to jail for this incident. Like just like show the yeah he's sorry and he's showing remorse and so, all the stuff. And she's like, even though you're my nephew, I can't go easy on you. So you got to show me something here. And he's just like, whatever. <laughs> he says something in the, the lines of sometimes people deserve what they get, kind of thing. Um, yeah. I can't remember the exact line, but it's something in in, in that vein. Something creepy. Um, so this obviously is creepy and, uh, the counselor goes home, her, his aunt, and, um, again, we'll just kind of zoom forward, uh, before all this happens and I keep, for, I'm skipping over more parts than I want to be, at least for the main stuff. But, uh, when he goes to the ship that night and finds out that his actual, uh, parents were not, you know, obviously from an agency or anything like that, uh, that he came from mm-hmm. space, He's trying to put these voices together, and I don't know how he's doing this. I get Again, he's very smart, so maybe that's how. But these voices are telling him something, and he's starting to slowly put that stuff together where he's learning the word take out of what he's hearing and the. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's this, this scene. I don't think he learns the third word yet, but he's got take and the so far. Um, but basically... Uh, that, that night he goes and visits his aunts. And I think at this point he already knows that the third word, uh, word is world. Um, mm-hmm. so he knows that he's every, you know, he's, he's better than everyone else. Um, also, man, I've, I've skipped so much in that night as he falls, uh, as he finds that spaceship, he actually kind of abruptly finds it cause he opens the thing and uh, falls yes. down and he cuts himself on the metal of the ship. Um, that'll come relevant later. Um, which yeah. I thought was stupid. It's just like, uh, I get that why that's there, so it shows the whole audience that, yeah, that the only thing that cuts him, because he's completely invulnerable. He is literally yep, Superman. He's never gotten cut in his life. Uh, not bruised, not a broken bone, nothing. Sick, nothing. He's like the movie Unbreakable. But basically, like, yep, the only thing that much. hurts him is his the ship that he came in, which is weird. <laughs> well, it, I mean, that's like kryptonite. <laughs> Same thing. It's like this rock from your planet is the only thing that can hurt you. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that, but Superman wasn't shipped here in kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's what his parents ever intended for. Like, no, no, no. Let's make him weaker. Let's ship him in kryptonite. It's the only way. Bye. And bye, Superman. It's Superman, baby boy. Um, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably that they have to make 
I don't know. Maybe they have to make metal out of that on whatever planet they're from because they, it's like a higher density or something. You have to make this super strong metal or else it, nothing can, you know, it will just get destroyed by their atmosphere or something like that. I'm sure there's some kind of sciencey reason why they have to have they have to use these materials that are like stronger than normal. I'm going to blow your mind when I say that that super strong metal was torn apart by Elizabeth Banks at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, I, I can't completely agree. This is the world's strongest tinfoil. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so uh, he he shows up at the, uh, his aunt's house and basically is oddly and strangely uh, stalking her, where he then knocks on the door and basically has a creepy speech and then just kind of walks away. The, uh, his uncle then shows up. And, uh, you know, at this point in time, Brandon is in the house, probably going to kill his aunt. Um, But his uncle finds him and says, what are you doing here? You need to get the hell out of here. And then basically starts driving him home. Well, I was about to drive him home where uh, he's going to rat him out to his parents. And yeah. And Brandon doesn't want that. He doesn't want to be ratted out. So (laughs) he's like, no, no. uh, So then his uncle says, get in the car. No. And then Brandon throws him up against the garage. And now. His uncle is like, fuck this, fuck all that, fuck you. And then gets out of there, leaves his, leaves his wife at home and says, bye, and then gets the hell out of there. He's not even like calling 911. He's just like, I'm going like, to drive somewhere safe. <laughs> so he starts bolting down the, uh, down the road, and uh, the car uh, is flying. Well, so is Brandon. So Brandon kind of breaks one of the windows, and then uh, the car just dies. And again just trying to get through some of this movie basically what ends up happening is brandon picks up the back end of the car kind of flies it up towards the sky maybe about 50 feet up in the air maybe around that and drops it right on the nose of the car and makes this look like an accident in a weird way but this is where the second part if you're not really looking very hard it seems to me like someone would figure out hey this car was dropped from a high height that doesn't make sense on a flat road. Or somebody ran into it, but they got away and left nothing behind. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, this is where the second probably most gory part of this movie is, at least yeah. to me. Is, this is uh, pretty gory. Yeah, this part's pretty gnarly, where the uncle is in the car, and as he's dropped, something kind of like slices into his mouth, like the jaw area, and basically... He basically goes face first into the steering wheel, which just demolishes his lower jaw. <laughs> mm, so uh, Brandon's standing there and takes off his hood, and his uncle's still kind of alive, but, you know, you, you can tell he's probably not going to make it. But He's, like, uh, trying to hold his jaw together yeah, with like, his hand. Just, the very first uh, thing you see is him, like, almost try to say something, and as he does, his whole jaw, like, slides <laughs> off his head. It's, it's gross, yeah. but and his uncle, like, grabs his jaw and tries to keep it up to his face. Um, uh, and then he finally ends up dying and then his jaw just kind of slides away again. It's pretty yeah. gross. Brandon then it's takes like, a look Titanic. Like it's over. Just give it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's not going to help any. <laughs> um, but then Brandon takes some of his blood and puts his little symbol there in the middle of the street and then takes off and goes back home where his parents are worried to death. And obviously they know that Brandon's lying because he gives them some stupid soccer excuse. So they know that something's up. They, they know that he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Well, they also get a call that night from his aunt, from their aunt, his sister, or whoever's sister it is, and basically find out uh, that the, uh, the, yeah, uncle, sister. the uncle has uh, gotten into a horrible accident. 
So they go to the hospital and they explain everything and they come home to explain it to Brandon. Like, oh, your uncle died last night. And he's not showing any emotion. He's got no emotion <laughs> at all. He even asked the question, am I supposed to be crying? He's <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, like, I feel like you want me to cry right now. <laughs> um, it's like, do you want to cry? <laughs> So like uh, whatever. <laughs> so they get into an argument with Brandon, and uh, the father's like, "I'm done with this." So Brandon goes and takes a shower really quickly. I, th- well, he first he throws the father like into the wall. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like destroys like a whole fucking wall. Uh, but the, uh, the father is definitely very suspicious of his, uh, suspicious of his behavior. So he goes up into his room to go find this uh, shirt that he was wearing. Actually, that he wasn't wearing when he came home the he night came before. Home, yeah, without a shirt. Yeah, and he's clearly trying to hide it, which is weird. Why would he hide it in his hands when he clearly had a backpack? I've ne- I do not understand <laughs> that. Uh, anyway, that's, that's a good point. So he finds the shirt, uh, finds some blood, goes down to uh, Tamara, and basically says, "Hey, this is this has got to be Noah's blood. This is it has to be Noah's blood." Elizabeth Banks is one of those. Uh, actresses in this movie and she's not a bad actress by any means but she was definitely played the part of i will never go against our son i don't care if he kills everyone on 9-11 i will defend him i will defend him that is my son so it's 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 an interesting commentary to me like because roy is kind of the one who's just kind of like you know like no this is a real problem like he actually sees the truth of what's going on here and she just will not give in no matter how much evidence there is that this kid's fucked up, she refuses to fucking turn. Uh, it's like one of those moms on TV where, like, their sons are getting, you know, arrested by the cops and they're yelling at the cops, like, don't you hurt my boy? It's like, your son's a murderer. <laughs> cops do their job. <laughs> so the one part that actually kind of you feel a little bit heartfelt uh, is the scene where his dad is going through some of his old, like, birthday cards that he received from Brandon. And this part's kind of hard because it's like he, he's yeah. he's coming to an a real uh, to a realization. It's like he knows that he needs to do something about it, and it sucks because what he has to do is something that he never thought he'd have to. Because this, you know, he's holding basically everything that's led up into this point, all these loving mm-hmm. notes and everything. And it's just like fuck this. This part was good. Um, so he really was a good kid for the longest time until these like. The spaceship and its messages and it's kind of the instincts of his other it's race kind 12. of started to kick in. Yeah. Once that happened, then it's, he's just a totally different person. And fortunately, the kid he loved is pretty much gone. Um, so uh, you watch the scene uh, where uh, the father goes down to Tamara and basically says, hey, you know, I, I, I'm sorry for, you know, exploding and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm going to take I'm going to take Brandon out hunting this weekend. It'll just be the two of us. Um you know, and that way, you know, we could spend time with each other and try to figure out what's going on. So uh, they go out hunting, and the father points a gun directly into Brandon's head, which this scene is pretty intense, too, because you're pointing a gun in a kid's head, regardless if you're yeah. acting or not. It's like, oh, boy. Uh, so anyways, the kid's looking <laughs> down because he's like, oh, I found some deer tracks. So he's looking down and away from his father. The father then pulls the trigger, shoots him, shoots him directly in the back of the head. And then Brandon kind of like looks up and is not phased by this shot at all. So the father goes to put another round into the, uh, the, the rifle. And as he's doing that, Brandon disappears. 
Then he shows back up, basically wearing his whole costume, which I didn't realize he brought, but apparently he's like Spider-Man. <laughs> keeps it under his clothes the whole time. Yep, you got to. So he, uh, you know, he grabs the father and basically just laser beams his right in the eyes through the back of his head, which takes a yep. while, which really makes me think those aren't really that strong of laser beams. <laughs> They're like the lasers that you get laser eye surgery with. <laughs> you got to really work at it to do any kind of damage. Oh, man. But, yeah, so uh, his father unfortunately dies, and the mother's trying to get a hold of the father because she finds evidence of the uh, the notebook. Um, but before that, the, uh, the sheriff the sheriff shows up on site uh, of the, you know, the actual accident, Ta- again, taking pictures of everything, but also notices those double Bs again. Well, then mm-hmm. somehow, this is the part that makes zero sense. Somehow he puts together that this thing that's <laughs> got four triangles with a line going through it, he's like, that shit's double Bs. <laughs> and I only know one person in this, in this county that's got double Bs. That's Brandon. A lot of people got double Ds, but not double B. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got double Bs. So anyways. Um, well, I think my guess on that would be that he already kind of suspects this kid because there's a connection. Like literally he has a fight with the girls, you know, the one lady's daughter that day. And you know, that's Brandon Byers right there. <laughs> and then now Brandon Byers, uncle is dead. So I can see why you might be like, Hey, who in our suspect pool <laughs> says double B's. I just don't understand how he puts together that it's double B's. It doesn't look like double B. I mean, you really have to. I know that it's double B's because that's what it's made out to be. Like, you could tell that it's Brandon because he's got the one part in the notebook where it's got Brandon on one side and Briars or Byers on the other side. So, like, oh, okay, that's, that symbol is his his first initial of his first and last name. But I, how did the hell? I mean, this cop is good. <laughs> like, come on now. Come on. There's no way you're going to put four triangles together with a line going down the center and say, that's got to be Brandon. <laughs> someone's got to be good in this town everyone else is just letting this kid do whatever he wants and not realizing there's a problem well the sheriff then <laughs> questions this and then goes to uh tamara's house says hey is brandon home uh and she's like no no he's not home he's out hunting with his father and he's like well does this symbol look familiar to to you and she's seen the symbol when she first glanced at his notebook you know, it was just a quick glance, but basically she recognizes it and says, no, I've never seen this symbol before. Basically just saying that to protect her son, because even 9-11 will never bring him down. Um, so then, <laughs> He wants to come in and take a look around, and she's like, no, I don't think you can. Go away. <laughs> just very suspicious. Yep. Um, so then she runs upstairs, goes to look at his notebook, and these double Bs are everywhere. Plus all this, I mean, this kid could have been a fucking, he could have been an amazing comic book artist with pens. Yeah. I mean, seriously, some of this art is just so cool. I mean, it is a lot of the stuff that we've seen so far of these gnarly, like deaths he's done and the car accident and him just like flying through the air. It's like really cool stuff. Yeah. That must be another superpower. I gave him is just like artistic abilities. (laughs) I know this kid's got everything. And <laughs> One I of the weirdest ones. And I make mediocre games that don't sell anywhere, and and I also make music that's got me me singing, so that's not going anywhere. Just, <laughs> and this kid can draw and fly and laser beam people to death. I hate this. <laughs> this guy could drop trucks. I can't drop a truck. <laughs> um, so she she's I obviously drop freaking out at this point. So she calls 
uh, her husband and basically uh, couldn't get a hold of him at first. And then finally uh, somebody picks up and she's like, oh, it was him. He definitely dropped the truck and he definitely did this. He definitely killed this and blah, 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 blah. And then she doesn't hear a response. And then Brandon says some words. I don't know exactly what he says. Um <laughs> But uh, uh, he says, like, he's just, uh, where's your father? It's like, he's gone. Gone where? <laughs> you know. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. You got to tell me where. <laughs> Search your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, well, where are you at? And he says, home. And at that point, he crushes the phone and he is flying above the house. This part's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Where he's just kind of flying above the house and now just kind of like cat and mousing her it's at the point where like there's nothing that's going to stop him and he's now after her so basically what ends up happening is he is just she uh, she does call 911 and the sheriff tries to get back there to help out and uh so is the other lady deputy yep uh so they uh they, they slowly get there but at that time the house is being like basically just torn to shreds you just see a kid flying in and out of the house just breaking all the walls and all this other stuff and trying to find uh tamara but she's hiding apparently really well under a bed um <laughs> i guess he doesn't have the extra vision yeah no <laughs> that's how he didn't get <laughs> uh, but the sheriff and the lady deputy show up and he basically obliterates uh the sheriff into pudding and now the lady um the lady goes into the house and is looking for him and this I wish this part didn't even show up. This is like old school, like nineteen ninety nine, maybe two thousand, like CGI that's happening behind Tamara, just like him, just mm-hmm. like slamming her up against stuff, and you know, it yeah. looked like he was jumping. I was like, this is so bad looking. <laughs> yeah, this part. I mean, I would have been happier if he just threw her. Um, but Ned, that's true. Uh, I think they made, tried to make this movie for a very small budget. I want to say it was like ten million or something, which you can feel at times. <laughs> yes. Um, so then we, uh, <clears throat> uh, she, he drops her, and she just kind of bleeds out. And Tamara's like doing the best that she can to hide everywhere. And at some point, she realizes and remembers that the spaceship cut him. So she. Uh, apparently has superpowers as well because she can run faster than he can fly and runs <laughs> to the barn and then he finally shows up and as she gets into the spot with the spaceship we finally find out where the uh, you know his girlfriend we'll just call her emily's uh, mom who's basically been opened up uh kind of like some yeah. of the pictures that we've seen um yeah i guess that is the one payoff to that <laughs> weird stuff he had under his bed was he was dissecting this woman what for exactly i don't know but no one knows. But, yeah, so she <laughs> grabs some of the ship and basically just tears it off. It's just some metal off the ship, hides it in her back pocket, and starts calling out for Brandon. Brandon shows up, says, I want to be good. She's like, I know you could be good, and then goes to reach reach up with the piece of metal to go stab him in the back. This is one of those points in the movie where I'm like, if I was in a theater, I would listen to every black guy like, oh, you fucked. <laughs> because <laughs> like that's exactly what i did as soon as he grabs her hand and like flicks the metal away the words out of my mouth were oh you fucked yep so, and she was so then he grabs a hold of her hugs her and then flies up into the sky goes way up high through a, well i should mention that he blasted through the uh barn roof first and then flew up high <laughs> Because now, by the time we get up to the 
I don't know, the, the stratosphere. <laughs> um, her face <laughs> is all completely messed up and cut up or whatnot. And then he basically just drops her. Drops yep. her to the drops her to death, and then while he's up there, that scene was very effective to me. The way that it had the music, just like whoa, whoa, <laughs> and like just the slow motion of her falling. Yeah, it was very, very well done. I thought, yeah, that this, part really, it was good. Was... I, my favorite part about this was, at least the scene was the fact that it didn't have to be gory here. Like this was yeah. a scene where it's just like you knew what was going to happen. I didn't need to see anything more than this, and it was like. Damn, it, it, it sucked because you got this mother who's just trying to protect her son this whole time and then tries to take him out and then he just drops her, drops, drops it like it's hot. So then um, <laughs> while he's up there, a giant jet plane full of like 200 something passengers is uh, heading his way and just just so happens to be that way, I guess. And uh, the next scene we see is basically the news, uh, some like news anchors and stuff like that, or whoever uh, reporters, basically reporting a huge plane crash that happened in his yard, <laughs> and all the passengers <laughs> are dead, including the family minus him. He's the only sole survivor there, and then yep. that's basically how the movie ends: is him eating. Which I don't understand how. I don't understand how anyone bought that story. Like, <laughs> clearly, some of those people were not killed by a plane crash. <laughs> that's true. Well, like there's. There's a guy splattered into a fucking, like, outside of their porch. Like, I don't know. That could that have been a plane. Right. That could, well, I mean, if the plane crashed on the house, there is no house for a porch there anymore. Yeah. But and plus, I mean, they, they did call it in. Like, obviously, the sheriff and the deputy were there, but I'm sure there's other cops who heard that call that, oh, there's trouble at the Briar house. Well, They're just going to believe that, oh, the plane crashed there at the same time, and <laughs> it was just a false alarm. Obviously, it didn't go right at the at the very moment. It probably did. They're like, "Oh shit, there's just a kid here. Let's give him cookie." And then, obviously, right after that, we're basically presented with almost a weird version of the, I guess, the before credits scene. <laughs> uh, basically, him just terrorizing and destroying the world slowly. While what's his face, uh, Michael is, Rick. yeah, uh, is basically just announcing what's going on and telling him he's, he's like a he seems like a crazy conspiracy kind of dude and he's talking about this brightburn guy and he's also talking about like a bunch of other uh crazy creatures or things that have started popping up recently including like a half man half fish guy who's like killing fishermen so basically that dark aquaman that you wanted mm-hmm. and this mysterious witch woman who's going around hanging pe- people with ropes <laughs> so that's apparently their wonder woman of this universe and did you notice one of the little pictures they showed when they were showing those people Mm -mm. they showed a little picture of the crimson bolt from super oh yeah so i'm guessing this takes place in that same universe hmm and i guess maybe that's supposed to be like their batman i guess (laughs) i don't know like they're just normal guy who gets in a suit and fights crime. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Maybe that's just an Easter yeah. egg. I would love for them to expand on this universe for sure. I don't know if they will. I don't know how much money they made from it. Um, but I would love for it to happen because I love the idea I of think... like a horror movie slash superhero movie. Yeah, I think it actually did pretty well. And from what I hear, they are working on a sequel, I believe, or at least trying to get it going. But it did pretty good, I think. I mean, it, like I said, it was a small budget, maybe ten million. So. At that rate, it's not that hard to make a profit. (laughs) 
That's true. <laughs> that's them. That's like the so, Asylum yeah. Studios. They've never lost a dollar in their life, but they only spend $300,000 on every movie. <laughs> and they're always good. Sometimes you get yeah, a winner. Like, all those Blumhouse horror movies pretty much do that. They make them for like six million. So even if it's a stinker, like Truth or Dare, like people will go see it opening weekend, and that's usually just enough. <laughs> it's enough to get their return back. Yep, <laughs> enough to make some money. So good enough. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where they could go with a sequel. Um, whether they will uh, bring that girl back to get some revenge, I don't be know. Cyborg. But... <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> then they'll be like, "You whitewash cyborg." <laughs> I know. Uh. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, that could be very interesting if they keep going with this. Although I don't know how I don't know how you would actually make like any kind of a Justice League out of this because this guy's clearly here to conquer the world, and like Rain Wilson and Super was not like a bad guy. <laughs> I hope. he went a little crazy at times, like and was like beating people with a wrench who got like, cut in line at the movies, which is maybe a little out of control, but. <laughs> I, he wasn't I like a bitch. really hope that, that they don't tie in those two universes, honestly. I hope that that, that <laughs> was just a fun little Easter egg, but I really do not want them to tie in the two universes. Because that was like more <laughs> of like a cool, like almost like a weird version of a comedy, where this one is mm-hmm. clearly not a comedy. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> no, so much. It does have some funny moments, I guess, in a dark comedy kind of way. But yeah, <laughs> not nearly the same as, as that movie was. But yeah, overall, that was pretty good. Yeah, I like uh, the the whole. It, it reminded me a lot of like a darker version of the comic Invincible, because uh, that had a thing where like basically uh, the main character is the son of this guy uh, who was kind of like they had a. It was from a world where they had a bunch of superheroes, kind of like the Justice League, and uh, the, basically their Superman type guy was this kid's father. And he was, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I was sent here by my people to they're like a very advanced race called the Viltrumites. And they send people to different planets to try to help them and protect them and like move them towards being, uh, you know, more technologically advanced to where they can interact with the rest of the universe. And so he joins this team and he's like, you know, one of their main guys. But then turns out one night he just murders the rest of the team. (laughs) And you find out that Noah's planet's not like very enlightened. They're just like a bunch of warmongering like emperor people who just send people to different planets to try to take like undermine their security and take them over. So I kind of feel like that's where this was one was going. It was a very similar kind of an angle where they just kind of send this kid to this planet, have someone else raise him. Like they mentioned with the whole bees thing in class where they're like some wasp like can't care for their young. So they send them to, you know, other wasps to have them raise them up and that kind of shit. So it kind of seems like that's what they were doing here. And they just sent him here to kind of infiltrate the planet and then eventually take it over. It's interesting. I like it. Although I don't know how anybody, you know, <laughs> doesn't realize it's him. Cause obviously the one little girl knows, Emily knows and the ants gotta know at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> Again, I think they do know. I think the only thing is, is, at the end of like the whole plane crash and all that stuff that there's nothing that they can really, it's like, all right, let's do a court case right now. We all know the ants here. Not like, I don't think that's happened. They, they only know that he's the sole survivor of this plane crash. So I, again, I'm sure that everybody is putting all that together. Yeah. I guess the hard part is even if you know, like, what do you do at that point? 
The only person who knew what actually could hurt this kid is Elizabeth Banks, and she's dead. She never got to tell anybody. (laughs) That is very true. Yeah, I guess nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You're just kind of fucked. Just accept your fate that a boy named Brightburn's going to eat your butthole. (laughs) So true. Well, I guess since this was a horror movie, we could do some of our uh, classic horror movie categories. Ah, yes. Uh, let's do uh, Best Kill. Best Kill, definitely the car crash. Yeah, no, I That was the goriest kill. It wasn't really a good kill. I would probably even say the father. That was just a cool kill. It reminded me of like the supers <laughs> in uh, Injustice. Oh, okay. You can see that. A car crash really isn't a cool kill it was neat him picking up the back of the car but it was just definitely the goriest yeah i think that's why it gets my vote it's just it was the craziest just seeing his jaw sliding off and him trying to hold it back on just crazy it's gross <laughs> i think the grossest thing I, I absolutely in the movie is the eye thing and then the the jaw thing but she didn't get killed by the glass in the eye yeah exactly <laughs> That one would be up there, but that wasn't fatal. It would be for me. I'd be like, kill me now. Somebody <laughs> just kill me now. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> this is like the glaucoma test times 10. <laughs> all right. All we have to do is just, just sit right there. Keep your eyes open. And we're going to shove a little piece of glass in your pupil. <laughs> How does this help? <laughs> this will tell us if you have glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't, you now have no eyeball. <laughs> so now you won't get glaucoma. Yep. See, it's win-win. <laughs> it's a test and it's a prevention. <laughs> it's the disease and the cure. <laughs> oh god. Um let's see. Best looking girl of the movie? None of them. Does it ever, none <laughs> the of them survived. wasn't bad. Oh, she did survive. Oh, the teacher was pretty cute, I guess. Yeah, I'd probably give it to the teacher. All right. I felt like they were going to be more of a plot with her, too, because she was, like, young and good-looking. I'm like, there's got to be something with this. Like, he's going to go after her or something, but no. Never happened. No. (laughs) She'll be the Flash. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I hope the gym teacher could be involved, too. (laughs) He needs something to do. (laughs) Take my hand. He'll be like their outfit. (laughs) <laughs> he runs the watchtower <laughs> um best final girl i think we still currently have rennie from friday the 13th jason takes manhattan mm. i guess the aunt lived so i guess she could be the final girl <laughs> i guess <laughs> i'd probably still go rennie i guess i gotta stick with Remy or rennie just because <laughs> I gotta stick with Remy. I'm yes. giving this to Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, do we have any other ones? I think that was it. It's the kill. Okay. Best final girl. Yeah. Works for me. All right. Cool. All right. Um, that was that was Brightburn. That was Brightburn. good. Not not great. <laughs> I think we're both in agreement. Pretty good. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Now, I'm guessing you have not seen It Chapter 2 yet, right? No, I was actually going to possibly go this morning, but now I was like, well, i got to watch Brightburn, because they had a huge storm last night here. Really? And um, I was like, well, I, I'm not going to go anywhere today. So then I just ended up passing out at like 8.30, 9 o'clock last night. It was probably closer to 9, because I think I was still texting you at around like 8-something my time. Um, sure. So then I, I fell asleep. And I woke up at six o'clock this morning. I was like, well, let me, maybe I can watch Brightburn and then maybe go to the movies. And then I was like, fuck, you know what? Let me just do Brightburn. I'm going to run to Michael's, see if they got a thing, and then come back here, do this, and I might go watch it tonight. Nice. Or just push it for tomorrow morning since it's Monday morning and I don't have to worry about stuff. Uh, yeah. But I'm oh, you're so lucky. I know. It's so good. <laughs> probably won't be anybody there it'll be heavenly but yeah ideally i do want to talk about that but not yet today though i do really want to talk about that movie but i just haven't oh, seen yeah. it so there's I have definitely to talk there's about. a lot to talk about <laughs> so i'm excited to do that once you've seen it i might watch wow. it the, the first it tonight just so i can get a recap and then i'll go tomorrow mm-hmm. to re or watch the movie I will say one thing that they uh, I didn't like necessarily was they should have filmed the scenes with the kids back when they did the first movie. I don't know why they didn't. They obviously knew they were going to do a second one. They're um, older now, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they tried to do like the weird, you know, like the de-aging technology to try to make them look younger, which sometimes worked and sometimes just looked weird. But it also didn't help that, you know, like their voices changed. <laughs> So it's like, oh, well, that's weird. That was they the might one look thing, younger still, but that was the one <laughs> thing I was most different. worried about about anything else in this movie was the fact that they would not. I was hoping that either they either filmed all the stuff from the first movie to also include some of the stuff that would be in this movie, or just like in the second chapter or the very first one, they just left all the kids basically out of it. There's maybe a couple hints and stuff like that in there, but basically it was just the adults dealing with adult stuff. I was yeah. worried to death that they would come back and do bring the kids back because what's his face? Uh, Finn. I don't remember his name, but like Wolfhard. Yeah, yeah like, that kid is way, Yeah, that kid is like 29 <laughs> feet tall now, and his nose grew with his body. Mm-hmm. He looks like Toucan Sam and Big Bird. <laughs> yeah i i just saw a chapter one in theaters again recently and i was like god damn that kid is tiny back then and yep. it was only a couple of years ago but man it was like wow he's so tiny comparing that's like it you know stranger things season three it was like whoa i know he's he's very i mean i don't mind him growing up that's just what everybody does but i just wish that they didn't film it now now that's going to throw me off really hard now because yeah. it doesn't make any sense that's that the thing. it's like together. it's all supposed to be taking place in that same summer so it's not like oh it could be when they were a year older no it's that same summer that we already saw exactly so. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense that's no gonna, that's gonna throw me off so bad now but yeah I'll, I'll watch it one tonight and then go see chapter two tomorrow yeah, I'm excited. Nachos. <laughs> I gotta stop at the the post office as well because I got this really fun, exciting infraction. Uh, what? Yeah, while I was driving my uh, work truck, they uh, they, they sent me a thing in the the well, my job sent it to me through an email saying, "Hey, you got to pay this. It's 124 dollars 
for blowing a red light. I was like, what? So I look at the picture, and it's me coming up to a light and then turning right while the other, the other end, uh, I guess the, uh, the other sides of the left and right streets are turning. Like they got the green arrow, they're turning. I was like, wait a minute. When that normally happens, there's a green light if I'm just going to go through that. Or I come to a stop and then I turn. So then they gave me the, my, my notice stuff and my pin or whatnot so I can watch the video. So the picture shows me clearly coming up to two red lights and then taking a right. The video shows a third light of a green arrow. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, so why do I have to pay $124? So uh, they said that if you want to fight it, I can mail, mail it in and have an explanation why I think that I'm innocent. <laughs> so I'll just say, because of the video that you guys have of me, in the picture you only have two red lights, in the video you clearly have the third, a third light with a green arrow. It never changed yes. while I went through it. And I was like, really? How many people have you fucked with this so far? Because it ain't going to happen to me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You have to explain why <laughs> this obvious situation was you obeying the law. <laughs> If I stopped at that, that would be impeding traffic, and I can endanger the people behind me. So, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here, people? <laughs> Why I shouldn't get this ticket? Because I turned when it was green. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. So I, I was like, really? I don't. Usually, when I'm in the work truck, I almost always come to a stop, or it's a very, very slow go. Uh, if I'm going to take a right, but because I'm in a work truck, it's just I have to come to a stop. Um, but yeah, I was like, this doesn't seem right. I'm like, I'm turning right at a red light. Why am I getting dinged for this? And then I know the intersection they were talking about. I was like, I know there's normally three lights. So like I sent it to my boss. I was like, hey, what? why am I having to pay $124 for taking a right at a red light? He's like, I don't know. Let me look at the video. He's like, oh, there's three lights in this one. And the one on the right is green still. And then maybe it turns <laughs> red when you start to go through it. No, no. No, Pete, that's green the whole time. I was like, okay, so what do I do? He's like, well, I'll just send it in the mail. There's a form you can fill out. I was like, okay. So I got to stop at the post office tomorrow as well. Okay. <laughs> I wonder how long it takes for them to get back to you on that one. Uh, I don't know. I know Sean's had to do this before because he came up to a stop sign, and he decided to fight for it where he stopped at the stop sign. And uh, the cop wrote him up for not stopping for four seconds or something like that. And he's like, uh, what? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's happened to me, and I just paid the ticket. But Sean's like, I'm fighting that. And he said it was like like pulling teeth out. He's like, it was horrible because <laughs> it was a small town, and the guys needed to make their quota. So I just had to end up paying anyways. I was like, what? That's insane. That sucks. I'd be so angry. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just got to get angry with it. Show him who's boss. <laughs> all of the rage all right well let's uh let's talk a little bit about flyleaf flyleaf yes and lacey Sturm solo albums i guess it's it's more of a lacey uh list than anything because we are including her solo album but not including the flyleaf album that they made without her <laughs> yeah i mean we could have included it but nobody wanted to <laughs> i definitely didn't i've never even listened to it to be honest <laughs> that's fair I did it for a few songs. It's okay, but it ain't no Lacey Sturm style. Yeah, just not the same. All right, so explain the game. All right, so we're our goal here is to put together the ultimate 
uh, 20 song Lacey slash Flyleaf uh, playlist on the old Spotify. Uh, so we're, we each came up with our top 20 lists. Uh, so we have a top 15 and then our next five kind of runners up. Um, and then we're going to compare the lists, uh, my list and your list. And whichever ones, if there's songs that are on both lists, they pretty much go in automatically. Um, if there's something that I had in my top 15 that you had in your top 20, that's basically in probably, unless we can think of a good reason why it shouldn't be. Um, and then everything else, depending on how many slots we have left, we try to negotiate for those slots and try to get the songs we want in there and try to compromise and figure out where we can all be somewhat happy. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so we, I sent you my list. You sent me yours. Uh, and it turns out, in terms of Flyleaf, we don't agree on a whole lot other than that we like the first album. Yeah, we definitely like the first album. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's a common consensus among Flyleaf fans that that yeah. was probably So we've got six songs that we, uh, we know that are for sure going in. So we've got I'm So Sick, All Around Me, Breathe mm-hmm. Today. So I thought, Fire, Fire, and There for You. Yeah, Fire, Fire is the one from the third album that we we're both <laughs> both high on. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, and then we have... Sorry. <laughs> only one that was in uh, one of our top 15s and the other one's top 20. Uh, that was the song Sorrow mm-hmm. from the first... <laughs> So that one's pretty much probably in. Yeah. Uh, this was a, an odd thing that happened this time. Uh, there were a couple of songs that we both had on our list, but in different versions. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that happened three times. Uh, so we have three different ones like that, which I guess we can go through. Uh, we had Fully Alive. I had the album version. You had the demo version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie from the first album. I had the album version. You had the acoustic version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a rise. Uh, I had the regular album version. You had some kind of weird. I had the Ben Moody, Moody mix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I had never heard in my life. I, I, and this is crazy. I did not know that there was a normal arise song. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy because it's not even like a hidden track or like a B side of something. It's it's full on on the album. <laughs> but it's on Memento Mori, so I I don't think I've heard. I mean, I've definitely listened to Memento Mori a few times, but um, it was one of those like, uh, oh man, I should have put that one on here too. I completely forgot about that song. Beautiful Bride is also really good. Mm, yes, we'll talk about that. Oh, it is on my it is on my list. Um, but yep. anyways, um, but uh. Yeah, so I, I know I've heard Memento Mori a few times, but for some reason, apparently, I don't know what it was, but with the rise, I was like, I never knew that there was a normal one. Because I bought <laughs> I bought uh, and listened to the Unholy Bejesus out of a Flyleaf album. It was mm-hmm. the un, it was like a before the radio edit, basically, which had the demo version. It wasn't even a demo version. It was the actual Fully Alive, and then they re-released that album that had the radio edit. So the the fully alive demo is what I put on there is because you can easily find it on uh Spotify that way. But that was the original sure. version of Fully Alive. Oh okay. and then they did the radio edit, which basically cut it down uh a little bit where they started where that huge like basically pre chorus 
never happened yes. in the uh in your version or the radio version i guess um where there was well, like- that's the album that's the official album version um it's listed as a demo as on the other things like uh, and the actual album of that first album that is the version that it has is without the pre-chorus well right yeah exactly and that if you ever bought the album now that's exact that that is the version but i bought the album mm-hmm. before it hit that version so there i oh. bought the album and it had all these songs on it but they had they sounded like demos basically but it had all yeah. the stuff including all the uh uh, the original versions of Fully Alive and Breathe Today and I'm So Sick and all that stuff. Like, it, they sounded like definitely like demo versions. But, and it had was all it all the, all the same songs? Was or was all it the same like songs. There was them. maybe just a really? couple that all were like on here. tracks or whatever? I might still have oh, okay. the album. I might still have it in my CD case. But yeah, it still has the original version of Fully Alive, which is the one that I put on there because I love that that breakdown before the, cur- the chorus happens. And it's... You and, see... I had never heard that until now. I was like, the demo version. And so I listened to it, and since I knew the other version, and that's the one I've lived with for years, like, hearing it with the pre-chorus just completely takes me out of it. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, it disrupts the whole flow of the song to me. But I guess if that's the one you heard first, I'm sure I can see why that it's the, one. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of way, uh, or the complete opposite thing for me. Because so I... I originally heard of Flyleaf before they hit the radio. There was a guy that I used to work with at Lexington Steel in 2000 and, oh boy, 2006. It was like early 2006, I think, um, okay. uh, when I was working there. Because I was still work- going to school when I was working there. So it may have been late 2005, early 2006. Um, I heard I heard his version, basically. And I was like, oh, man, these guys sound awesome. I like that the fact that it's basically a woman singer slash screamer. I'm like, okay, well, let me get in on this. So then I bought the CD, and I listened to Unholy Bejesus out of it. And then I heard it on the radio. And as soon as I go to have, like, listen to the song with that the the breakdown, the pre-chorus, I was like, whoa, it just kind of goes right into it. I was like, whoa, whoa, where the fuck, where the pre-course go? And it's not in there anymore. Did the DJ hit the fast forward button at the wrong point or something? What the fuck happened? So it just threw me <laughs> off. And I love the fact that it breaks down before it goes into the thing. Uh, and, and both versions are amazing. Don't get me wrong. But it's just that that was the one that I grew up on. Because, I mean, when I was a kid, uh, we didn't have Spotify or anything. And I barely even had an iPod or anything. I didn't even have an iPod. I like th- that was the version that I knew. That was the version that I heard a gajillion times. The only time that it was ever different is when it came on the radio. Okay. Well, um, I, I didn't hate the the demo, so I'm fine with it. I will I will give you that one if you give me the regular version of Arise because I did not care for that oh. remix. <laughs> I will give you the regular version of Fully Alive if you give me that version of Arise. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Arise is okay for the most part. Like the first two, two and a half minutes, I'm just like, this is an okay song. The only part of the song that I really, really like that puts this in my top 15 is the last like minute and a half where they just kind of have that arise and be, and then like it float, like everything fades out to like the instrument starts slowly dropping off by, and then by the end of it, it's just kind of like a guitar crunch. And then by the end, like the very last time she says it, it's just her vocals completely acapella no music at all and it's like fucking haunting and awesome and that's the only reason that that song made my list in the first place and the remix just puts a dance beat over that whole thing it completely ruins it hold on i'm kind of listening to it now (laughs) 
I mean, the rest, like the first two and a half minutes, fine, whatever. They're both kind of, you know, it's, I guess it's whether you like the dance beat or you don't like the dance beat. But that ending is really the thing that sells that whole song for me. And the remix completely fucks that up. And it also puts the that rise in B part throughout the rest of the song, like a chorus, um, which I kind of like it in the other version where it's just saved for that last minute and a half and they just repeat it constantly. It would right. kind of be like the song Have You Ever by Offspring if they just put the When the Truth Walks Away part throughout the entire song instead of saving it for the end to be its own little section. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. Yes. Take it. <laughs> okay, we got demo for Fully Alive and album for Arise. Because, yeah, I love the way that the Arise album version ends. It's like the last song of the album, and it just kind of, this like haunting ending. Okay. <laughs> okay, now. This 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 one's tough because uh, we got Cassie left here. They are um, two and completely I'm, different fucking songs. Yes, they really are. I honestly almost put both of them on my list. I was like, they're practically two different songs. I might just use two slots to do them both. <laughs> yep, because they, they sound completely nothing alike. Um, now the the bad part is uh, the acoustic version is not on Spotify. <laughs> That's true. It's not on Spotify. Yeah. I don't understand why. So unfortunately, you have to go with the album version because there's no other choice. <laughs> I want to say that that was just like a YouTube video. No, and I it have was it. never actually put on. I have the CD. Oh, really? Yep. It was like a bonus track on one of the. Yeah, was it so that first? I think it was, uh, it was a bonus CD that when you got it with, I think, the original album. It was like some deluxe version with the original album, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because it also had, it had all of the man. I got. It's like I want to go in there right now. Hold on a second. Because I, I eventually ended up getting the deluxe version at a Best Buy. Oh man, there's no way. I'm gonna have to sit here and dig through my whole closet. <laughs> it's on the top shelf, but. Um. Yeah. It was original. It was on the original album. It was like, God. Uh. Some deluxe on it, but it was the second CD that had all the acoustic songs, but also a few additional songs. That were on the Remember to Live uh, thing that's on um, Spotify. Yes. Yes, which I honestly had never heard of that EP until until I saw your list. (laughs) It was was originally... it was originally a Donald Deluxe thing from the first album because it, it says that it came out in 2010 and I owned all these songs in 2000, maybe seven, maybe, yeah, probably oh, 2007. You're a time wizard. Because Believe in Dreams is absolutely one of my, no, I was still in high school when I heard that song because I love that song so much that uh, when it came out, I learned how to play it on guitar and then I ended up just reworking all and taking all the words out, peeling all that stuff away and then calling, <laughs> calling my version, uh, the whistle song. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, that was in high school when I heard believe in dreams. Cause I recorded that song in Paul's house and I stopped hanging out with Paul after high school. Oh yeah. yeah wow. Damn. You were way ahead of the curve on this one. So uh, that, that acoustic stuff came out with a bunch of these songs. I don't think it came out with all of them because when I listened to this again, because I, I know Arise was on there for sure, and then Believe in Dreams, because that's the crazy thing. Arise was on there before Memento Mori. 
Oh yeah, that happens quite a bit. Like, remember, Austin would do that for a while. Like the outro, kind of at the, on Smash on Smash, the last song, like is one of the songs from the next album. Um, Amy says was on there as well, and maybe Justice. Oh yeah, and Justice and Mercy. Um, was on. I like I ended up liking Justice and Mercy when I went and listened to that EP. Now that was pretty good. Yeah. Justice and mercy. God, it's such a good fucking song. <laughs> it's a very these, catchy. A lot of these songs are really, really good. But yeah, all of those were on one like deluxe part of the album. Oh, that's on cool. The second CD. Well, anyways, here I we wish are. they had that version on uh, Spotify. <laughs> I know. I love the acoustic version better. Honestly, I, I, I Cassie on the original album is amazing. But when I can actually hear every word that she's really speaking and stuff like that from. Uh, <laughs> From the acoustic, it's like, oh my god, this is so good. So fucking good. They are both... I mean, it's a dead heat for me. Like, it depends what kind of mood I'm in, I think, to which I like better at any given moment. Because, um, like I said, they're both... Unlike any other acoustic version, it sounds like a completely different song. Um, I do like that the album version has her kind of, like, uh, <laughs> stretching some of the lyrics to be like, may I get... <laughs> Just try to get that extra syllable in there. <laughs> Oh, see, like, god damn it, it's so weird. It's penis. Yeah, I'm trying to find it's, it on Spotify, but I can't. Find yeah, it. it comes up with some playlist called like Flyleaf Cassie Acoustic, but doesn't even have that song on it. So yeah, it's, it's like, well, why did you call it that? I bet it was on there, and then they <laughs> took it off from because they keep doing the same thing with uh, oh man, what's that song called? Uh, Spooky Scary Skeletons. It'll be on oh, Spotify nice. every once in a while, and then they take it off, and I don't know why, but they got like a spooky, scary skeletons playlist, <laughs> and then every once in a while, you'll get it on there, and then it falls off. You're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I just want to hear that song 125 times. Damn you, Disney. You ruined everything. Um, but yeah, I, I love the acoustic version. All right. Well, we got that. Yeah. I guess we got to do the other one. We're stuck with the album one because it's our only option at this point. But maybe in our hearts, it'll be the acoustic one. I fucked again. See? Yeah, fucked with two of those. <laughs> Bone fucked. Right to Roger Spotify. It's his fault. Okay. Fuck you, Roger Spotify. The light was green. <laughs> All right. So, which songs do you not absolutely want from my playlist? Even though they're um, all fucking amazing. <laughs> Are they though? Yes. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to say I had never heard Have We Lost. Um, this is another one I had to go back and listen to. Um, and that one really does nothing for me. <laughs> I've listened to it probably six times. And if you played it again, I, I'd probably be like, I'd never heard this in my life because it just goes in one ear and out the other. All right. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem with like a lot of the Flyleaf songs is that they use what I like to call 2000s. <laughs> 2000 song titles so they're just really cool yeah. words and i don't remember what the fucking song sounds like <laughs> like cute without the e cut from the team <laughs> what the fuck uh, you never say anything like that in the song have we i'm just gonna type it in hold on sorry i just gotta figure out which song this is so i can defend it <laughs> or whether it's worth defending Let's see, we've got, uh, so far we've got oh, seven, like that song. 10. We've got 10, so we've got 10 more slots to fill. 
Well, I have 10 songs on my uh, list here, so we could just throw those in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great plan. I do like Have We Lost. Um, I guess we can pull Have We Lost off, though. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> we got to lose something. I feel like that's not one that's going to hurt your sphincter too much. I wish I'd listened to yours. I did, honestly, well, I guess in my defense, I didn't really, because you told me not to look at your list. So, <laughs> so I didn't well, look nice at your to- list. Not until you send me yours, which you did probably an hour later. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. Oh, this song's okay. All right, hold on. You have a lot of the first album on here. Um, sure. <laughs> all right, so what? what's one right now that you can drop? Drop from your list, your stanky list. Um, I mean, do you have a pick that you would like to drop? Uh, I I will say out of your list, I one for sure. We'll we'll, we'll we can come back, but one for sure that I'd like to see goodbye is perfect. <laughs> huh? I can say goodbye to that song. It's not a bad really? song. Yeah, but it ain't perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that's all right. I I can live without that one if if need be. Good. <laughs> it would be high on my list, but I'm not gonna. It's not gonna keep me up at night, I guess, to lose it. Good, good. <laughs> if we had to lose one of the first album songs, I'm okay with it being that one, I guess. Yep. All righty. That's uh, fair. What on my list do you want gone? Um, <laughs> I have a feeling one of them's probably gonna be Gonzo. <laughs> that one I put on there for Oh yeah, on. that's true Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely I think we should get rid of What's This <laughs> oh, That's not the one I was talking oh, I'm just kidding, that was the one I was talking about <laughs> Yeah, that one I put on there just for fun Because before we started this We talked about how you didn't like it at all I was like, well now I have to put it on what's And not even just because I don't like it. it It's just like, I don't like want to put covers on there unless we're really that desperate that's very true as well good point <laughs> it'd be like some you give someone like all the songs you've made over the years and you're like which ones did you like and they're like uh, i really like when you sang blink at karaoke night <laughs> 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 what about all these songs i spent hours crafting <laughs> <laughs> i spent years of my life on this <laughs> that's fair yeah that blink was sure great <laughs> All right. Fuck you. What's this? I'll see you in hell. All right. What's this is gone. Now, what's one song that you cannot say goodbye to? Uh, the one I 100% need on this list. Um, and I will give you let's any one song of your choice. Any one of these four that I put on that I would not mind being on the list. So let's see. Oh, boy. It's probably not going to. Um, but the song I need more than anything in my life is missing. Oh, that one's on there. You're good. You're in the clear. That, <laughs> I forgot that that song Thank even God. existed until <laughs> you started saying. That was the very first song I listened to. I was like, oh, God, I forgot. The song is so good. Um, yes. Missing is a that great song. That song touches my soul. I love that song. That is a very, very good song. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't deny you that song. That's fine. Oh, thank God. I'm glad we, glad we aligned on that one. Yeah, that's, I was very nervous for myself. As, as soon as I decided to listen to it, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about the song. This is such a good one. All right. Yeah, it's very catchy. The lyrics are great. I, I just I love it. Uh, all right. So then in mine, how many songs do we have on would you so like? far? Um, with Missing, we're now up to 11. Oh, my God. Believe in Dreams. <laughs> the Whistle Song. 
<laughs> Wasn't there another whistle song around that time? There's two whistle songs I made. They were both the same song with the same acoustic. I just changed up the chorus a little bit. I did one at Paul's house and then one in my place. There was right. like a whistle song that was just like popular on the radio. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I went with the philosophy that I don't like the stuff on the radio, so I'll make my own. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, it wouldn't be my top choice, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> Honestly, I like the the latter part of that song much more than the first like minute or so. Yeah, that's what gets me too. Is the later the the last half. Um, I love yeah. that song. Yeah, it definitely gains steam as it goes along. And dreams you love so much. Oh, God, that song's so good. That's that's honestly probably my top five Flyleaf songs. I love that song. That that hit me so hard when I was growing up. <laughs> I could see that. That would make sense. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Man, my last year in high school was busy. <laughs> I'm just realizing that it was goddamn chaotic. All right. <laughs> you know you're busy when you write two whistle songs. <laughs> 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 that's fair all righty uh do you uh, want to do a trade do you want to cross off another one because i've crossed off two of yours and you've only crossed off one of mine <laughs> is there another one you would like to get rid of oh yeah which two have you crossed off of mine um what's this and have we lost oh yeah that's right uh yeah another one that one off your list is uh Oh, hold on. Now I can't remember which one was the one that I was like, why is this here? Oh, impossible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm definitely prepared to lose that one. That sounds um, kind I of, it. it's fine, but I'm, I'm, that's the one I'm shocked that you even like. <laughs> I'm shocked. It's kind of catchy. It's a good way to kick off that album. And it's, I think it's the one song on her solo album that kind of has screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm shocked that you like that song. All right. Okay. Um, what's another song you you have to have on the list then? Hmm. Um. I mean, missing was the one where I was just like, man, if if <laughs> if I don't get missing on the list right after we do the Ace of Spades, not making the fucking <laughs> classic rock <laughs> tournament, I'm like, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I will just implode on myself. <laughs> I'll be drawn inside my own sphincter. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Let's see. Um, I guess next strongest I would feel about Run to You from her solo album. Yep. I put that one on there as I'm fine with that as well. So All right. that was actually right after missing, which is weird that you said that. But yeah, that's <laughs> another good song. I'm reading your mind. Yeah, that's a great song. That's a very emotional one. Uh I'm torn between probably for myself. Amy says, or beautiful bride. No, oh man, I do like beautiful bride. Beautiful bride. Yes, I honestly, I I'm totally with you. The only reason the beautiful bride did not make my list, uh, well, do you want to guess what it is? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. Let's just end the show now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you and your reasons. (laughs) Fuck you and me, 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 making me guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going for these backdoor shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> it's one line of the song, but unfortunately it's in the chorus, so you they say it a lot. 
but it's beautiful bride, body of Christ. Up, yeah, I hear church shit. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out the door. Oh, I'm fine with that. That's fine. <laughs> I really don't care. I went through like a weird phase in my like probably what was it 2013 where I hated everything on the radio, so I just listened to the Jesus Channel over and over and over again <laughs> because that was what? the only good stuff on the. It's uh, it's much better than what's on the radio. If you just replace like um, I wish you were in me with <laughs> <laughs> just any relationship. <laughs> Do <laughs> you just replace I like big butts and cannot lie with Jesus likes big butts and cannot lie? Well, no, like they'll say a lot of stuff like um, I believe in you and all this stuff. So you just kind of think to yourself, oh, they're just talking about a relationship there, right? Or whatever. Like you just get into that mindset when they obviously say Christ. It's like, oh, whatever. I mean, to me, I it just, I just blow it off. I'm kind of one of those people that I have no idea. I'm not going to tell you whether or not you want to believe or not. I don't know what I believe in anymore when it comes to that stuff. So I'm kind of sitting in the middle like there might probably not be a God. I've never seen him. So how can that be possible? Yeah. I'll keep a little nugget in the back of my mind like, well, if he's there, hopefully I go up. <laughs> <laughs> so That's why you just on your deathbed be like, yeah, I'm sorry. I totally believe in you now. Yeah. Take me to heaven. I'll, I'll keep him in the back of my head, but I'm not going to sit there and go to church every day. I'll still do like if somebody said – uh, like Sean, Sean's very, very much one of my buddies is very much a, uh, a church going guy. And if you said, Hey man, uh, we're going to do a huge Christmas thing. And then they did a whole prayer at the dinner table, which they've done. I'll sit there and, you know, and the same thing with the military, I'll, I'll bow my head and it's just a respect thing. And I'm just going to do it mm-hmm. just cause whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that song doesn't bug me that it's, it's body of Christ in it. It's a line that could mean anything. <laughs> I pretty much have to change it to handfuls of rice in my head. Uh, <laughs> that's fair <laughs> to try to make it tolerable so i think <laughs> like i don't care i mean obviously she's very religious i'm yes i think that's on the record that she was had like a drug problem and basically found jesus to get her off drugs yes which you know fine that's fine i don't care what you do in your personal life but keep it out of the songs because <laughs> you go into christian rock territory that's like as bad as country uh <laughs> i kind of mediocre with that as well some countries okay I, there was a new guy that I'm working. Well, I was working with, uh, and he likes country. So, yeah, Is he gone already. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll talk to you later about it. But uh, he likes country, and I made him. I just basically force fed him like basically all my favorite like punk pops slash screaming, yelling kind of songs for the last like two weeks. So I was like the last two days because I knew he was going. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let's listen to some country for him, and. Uh, so then uh, we listen to country, and I would listen to some of this stuff, and it is uh, so fucking bad. <laughs> some of the lyrics are <laughs> yeah. so. I was like, "Is this nowadays country?" He's like, "Yeah, it's not too bad, but you know, it definitely, you know, you kind of sit there and you think to yourself, and you know, it's like a good story." I was like, "What is a good story about this? This is pandering <laughs> at its finest." He's sitting here yeah, talking the only about stories. I want to have a beer. <laughs> He's sitting <laughs> there the literally. Story. The song was, "I wish." I can't remember the exact words. Oh man, I feel like. I feel like it's only one thing I could do. All right, so here's the song. I'm not going to give away the title of the song yet because just like in all country music, you know that the very last line in the chorus is the name of the song. So you'll hear it in a second. But uh, here is the chorus to this uh, terrible, shitty song. Uh, it says, And I wish even cars had truck beds. 
And every road was named Copperhead. And coolers <laughs> never ran out of cold Bud Lights. And oh, I wish course. high school home teams never lost. And back road drinking kids never got caught. And I wish the price of gas was low and cotton was high. I wish honky tonks didn't have no closing time. And I wish grandpas never died. <laughs> so this is how pandering works in country music. Now yep. we just got a guy who just legitimately rambled off a bunch of what I would like to call cliche country lyrics. But step one, mention a pickup truck. But Pete, he didn't mention anything about the military. You're right. But <laughs> That's let, verse two. But let, let me get to the verse. <laughs> <laughs> in, in this song, yes. They also mention, uh, I can't remember which, which part it is now that I'm trying to find it. Oh, I wish everybody overseas was going to make it home. I wish country <laughs> music still got played on country radio. You stupid son of a bitch, you're making shitty fucking songs to play on the country goddamn yeah. radio now. <laughs> you're part of the problem. Your goddamn shitty algorithm for your shitty goddamn country music is the same. <laughs> it starts off like everything else. It has the same damn formula. Like I just yeah. said, the title of this song is going to blow your mind. Because it's called I Wish Grandpa's Never Died. <laughs> I just said that the last sign, the last line in every fucking country song nowadays is the title of the fucking song. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, of course. It, oh makes, man, I heard it on the radio. I was like, "What shitty. is this fucking shitty song? Who are they pandering to?" Oh, everyone got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone loves country. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. Anyways, but yeah, I'm gonna say um, "Beautiful Bride." I'm putting that song in. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against it. Like I said, that's why I couldn't make my list, but it is a very, very good song. Catchy as hell. <laughs> yep. Can't argue with it too much. Nope. No, you can't. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. You want to trade? You, uh, want to trade Pokemon Do you have cards? any ones that you want to cross off? Cross off? Um... I could probably say goodbye to Circles, even though Circles is a great song as well. But I could probably say goodbye to it if you, if I'll trade you Circles. Okay. All right. If you trade me, Barrier Heart. <laughs> okay. I mean, I certainly like Barrier Heart, but I'm not committed to that one being on here. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm not not gonna stand out in the corner and flip signs for bury your heart <laughs> and now that being said i want to keep I like Amy the bones, bones bones part <laughs> that's the best part of that song yeah bones 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 <laughs> that, that part is pretty good actually that's the only good part uh it's not the only good part but i have to we got to make terrible decisions i'm going to trade i want to keep amy says and Crime. i'll let you keep <laughs> <laughs> Feels like forever. My ride to. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that one. All right. That's a good one to have on there. All right. What's the last song that you want to put on there? Because there's only one other good song <laughs> that's on your list. Uh, I think that's true. <laughs> I think it's true. <laughs> 
I don't think that's true at all. Uh-huh. Um, I'll hmm. let you pull a, a sweet little little uh, <laughs> trade with me here. So I've got four left here. Uh, apparently only one of them you like, so only the odds are not going to be picking it. Good. <laughs> They're all good, but only one of them's gooder. Mm, the goodest of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for me... Yes, for you. I, w- I would go with trading treasure for New Horizons. How about that? I, f- I don't like treasure. That's the one song that... That was the first one that made the <laughs> I know, I just figured, since you skipped ahead to <laughs> run to you, I'm like, oh, he's probably not going to like treasure, but I like treasure. It's pretty good. Um, I don't like treasure. It's not making the list. So... <laughs> <laughs> that one out of all of them i actually prefer which one said you said you only got four left right uh yes which ones did i take off i got perfect impossible and i think bury your heart right yep so then you got this one this one we got treasure again cage on the ground and i'm not laughing oh so you got three left got it okay um <laughs> We're just denying treasure's existence. No, I said you said cage on the ground, <laughs> like the treasure, and I'm not laughing. <laughs> so that's only three. And uh, again, oh shit! I didn't even listen to again. Sorry. <laughs> Here you are, down on your knees again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This song is good. Okay, you got two songs that are good still on your list that I can deal oh. with. All right. Which one's the other one? Besides, again, I'm cage not, on the I'm ground. Not, I'm not going to tell you yet. We're not. We're not there yet. All right. We're not there. We're not there yet in our relationship. All right. So, uh, we're going to skip over treasure because that one's not going to make any of my trades. I'll tell you that. Um, New Horizons is pretty great. Uh, I'll yeah, that you, one just missed my list. I'll give you New Horizons because that's a great catchy song. If we can keep again as well. Okay, that's fair. All right. I'll go with that. All right, which one <laughs> Which one can you live without? <laughs> probably you could probably live without treasure. I I would feel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as I got missing uh everything else is gravy at this point. I can breathe again. <laughs> um let's see. Cage on the ground versus I'm not laughing. There's one one of those songs is on my I wouldn't mind if it made the list. But let's go back to treasure really quick. All right. Okay. So if we take your treasure if we if we take your treasure off, which one do you want off of my list that you're like, I just I can't deal with that one? Oh, let's see. Um none of them I would say I can't deal with. Sure. Um they're they're all pretty good, I would say. I guess. Well, let's just throw the rest of mine on. If you had to lose one, I would probably go with Red Sam. <gasps> I don't hate it, but it 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 could go for me. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> I mean, if you want to overrule me, I can be swayed on this one. So like I said, it's not a strong feeling. It's not like I've been. You know, spending my entire life plotting out the course of Red Sam, um, <laughs> tracking. All right, my question so for can... you, because I don't remember which ones we've taken off our list or my list. Which ones have we taken off of mine? 
Uh, obviously, what's this? Uh, have we yep. lost? So you've got left. You have uh, Dear My Closest Friend, Rot, and Red Sand. Okay. Those are the three I have. All right. Perfect. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can lose Red Sam up against those two, I guess. That's hard for me, because Red Sam's great. It is. It's it's pretty damn good. I don't have anything against it. I mean, you lost it treasure is... compared to Red Sam. That's like losing a dumb baby against a smart baby, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> treasure was the smart baby. It was a baby genius. <laughs> it was a rich baby, but a stupid one. All right. <laughs> It was like the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which one out of your... Well, you got two left, right? So which one yeah, out of your two... How, and we've only got two slots left, I would imagine, which means we got to do some awful things to each other. Okay. <laughs> and those awful things are, Dear My Closest Friend and Rot Need to Make the List. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> They're just awful things. Not unless you throw in a first edition Charizard. So you've got one <laughs> on my list that I like and one that I can live without. It's not a bad song. It's still a good song, but I can live without it. Hmm. Okay. Well, what is the one that you like? I'm not laughing. Yeah, that's a pretty good song. <laughs> I think that's probably the way I was leaning. <clears throat> now, I have one, and I cannot believe Rot was not on your damn list. <laughs> I had four songs from that album, but and none of them are rot. <laughs> none of them were rot. Rot's fine to me. It's in like the middle of that album for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. This one to me, well, obviously, is the top song of this album. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, uh, it's okay. It doesn't. It, I don't know. Doesn't get my goat. I'm listening to it right now, and I'm just fucking going to town. Oh, 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 man, that song is so fucking good. It just pumps me up. Yeah, I don't know what the hell she says throughout it, but she's definitely German and trying to get me to get into her crazy army. Sign me up, Lacey. It's my just wagon. That's so good. I love that song. Um... Mm. And Dear My Closest Friend is the other one. Yeah, I know. Um, that, honestly, all of your... I would say that's probably my favorite of the three songs you had from that Remember to Live album. How dare you? <laughs> how, how fucking dare but you? That's just me. <laughs> um, fuck, Although you, none of them were Justice and Mercy. <laughs> I know, dude. Trust me. I almost put Justice and Mercy on there. It was hard because I, like, I I realized that I'm pulling so much from this one album, and I tried to, like, then, I think at that point where I was like, well, let me start diddling around with a couple of the other albums, and I just never went back to Justice mm-hmm. Mercy. I do love Justice and Mercy a lot. Um, that whole yeah, album, pretty... or whatever you want to call it, is just fucking phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Did you do? I think... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think because I have Believe in Dreams, I'm going to go with Rot. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. 
they're both very believe in dreams and dare my closest friends or friend is they're very similar they're very slow they're very melodic songs and uh lacy does an amazing job in singing dare my closest friend but to me believe in dreams is my favorite of the two it's probably my favorite of that whole entire thing <laughs> but <laughs> i have to put something that i think is a little bit more uh diversified and i'm gonna go with rot instead that's fair for the overall, uh, you know, flow togetherness of this list. It makes sense, I guess, to have a little bit of variety. It hurts me. Dear my closest <laughs> friend, I got rid of you. <laughs> that is a great song. I, I really did enjoy that song quite a bit. I enjoy that whole album. <laughs> you know what I did enjoy is that Ben Moody mix. Fuck you. That's, that, that mix is amazing. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that mix was a mix before the Damn Arise song even came out. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty goddamn positive of it because, like I said, I listened to it before Memento Mori even came out. Yeah, I'm sure they they made their song first, whether you know it actually came out yeah, on the album yet. You're very you're, that's one thing that is very true. They probably did it live. Can't read like, something that isn't recorded yet. All right, and then you're doing I'm Not Laughing or yeah, Cage on the Ground. Laughing. All right. I could lose Cage on the Ground. I like it a lot. It's one of the better ones on that album, I think. But Yep, that was what. Yeah, so I think all of your five, your five that I called that I liked the most made it. So Missing, Run to You, Feels Like Forever, I'm Not Laughing, and Again. Those are the ones that I, I wanted on your list. And the other five were like, meh. I even put down meh. (laughs) (laughs) On the the seven thing scale, they're in the meh category. They are in the meh category. Yep. (laughs) It's funny. You're right. (laughs) All righty. Cool. Uh, All right. Well, uh, probably shouldn't do any album artwork. I think this episode's probably a little. It is. <laughs> it it's is longer. <laughs> it's one of the longer ones we've done in the last few weeks, uh, for sure. Uh, we're almost at two hours right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, so hopefully next week we can do our little uh, our little it thing, and we'll talk yep. about it. I will say uh, there is yeah. one other movie I have seen uh, that I guess we can talk about. Let's do it. Uh, very briefly. <laughs> uh, I saw a movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, God. Is that good? I heard good things. Uh, it's okay. Is it artsy-fartsy, I... too artsy-gartsy? It's pretty artsy-fartsy. <laughs> I mean, not, not to the point where it's like I don't understand what's going on. It's very straightforward and simple. Um but it's it's not the greatest. Like I've heard so many like glowing things about. Oh, it's so good! It's like the greatest movie ever. It's really not. It's like it reminds me of the movie Mud. I don't know if you ever saw that with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh uh-uh. um, It reminds me of that, but not quite as good. <laughs> oh. um, it's a very simple story, and it's very straightforward. And uh, I mean. No one was really bad. It's Shia LaBeouf, um, Dakota Johnson, uh, this kid. I think his name is Zach. With uh, he's this guy with Down syndrome who basically was just friends with the directors and like you know he couldn't get any jobs, so they're like, hey, we'll make a movie and put you in it, type thing. So and he did a good enough job. Um, it was hard, definitely a little hard to understand him sometimes, but I guess that's to be expected. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing about seeing this movie is. 
Jesus Christ, it just made me hate everyone more. <laughs> because it was a fairly packed house when I went to see this movie, because it's not really showing a lot of places. So I guess when they, you know, when they are showing it, it tends to fill up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's a bunch of, like, old people, especially because it's one of those type of movies. <laughs> old people. The artsy or fartsy movies bring out the old folks and that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> and so, of course, being about a movie about a kid with Down syndrome, people are going to drop the R word in the movie a couple of times. And, oh, my God, every time you just hear, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like the shock and appall coming out of people's mouths <laughs> that someone dared to use the R word. It's like, Jesus Christ, people. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> Especially since it's like, those are clearly people who are supposed to be bad, who like, you're not supposed to root for. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. I wish you weren't so retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I heard one lady actually say stop it I don't know if she was talking to the movie Or if she was actually saying And trying to tell the people in the audience to stop it Oh my god <laughs> But if she was telling, trying to tell the people In the movie to stop saying it That's fucking stupid <laughs> Sounds like she's an idiot Yeah <laughs> It was like oh my god people You can't be so sensitive to everything <laughs> They can't help it Kevin they can't help it. They have to be Ben Moody. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. I just don't understand this world anymore. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I can't wait to just live somewhere else. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the Dave Chappelle special has like a, it's like got basically a, you know, close to zero on the critic score, but like the people score is like 99%. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's normal people love it. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Jeremy Johns do a review on it, and he says it's very – because I was very interested in his because he lives in Seattle, and Seattle is the most offended city in all of the world. And um, I was wondering what he thought, and it, he he gave it a good review. It, was, it didn't lean yeah. one way or another. Um, so I was interested in hearing that, but that's all I've heard. I've heard that it's controversial and whatnot. But now I've, you know, I have to start calling people by their, their true selves that they're just, if they're the ABC's people, they're the ABC's people. <laughs> that makes me like Jeremy Johns even more. Cause I think he was like, it literally was sitting at 0% with the critics until his, uh, review. I believe that was the first one that actually said like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah. He, I like that. He was, uh, he didn't go off. I honestly thought he was going to go off, um, like I said, just because he's out of Seattle. But no, he did a really good review. Um, yeah, he seems very, very balanced. He does not seem to go in for that nonsense of you got to conform to this or we're going to like be all pissy at you. Yeah, yeah. He, always, seem to give, he just does his own thing. It's true. That's why I always like Jeremy Johns. I usually watch him first if there's going to be a review to watch of like movies or shows. Um, he'll do video <laughs> games every once in a while, but it's not very often. But He's usually my go-to guy, and then I'll watch maybe somebody else. Um, usually that Stockman guy I'll watch every once in a while. I do like Stockman when he does the videos about how he's dealt with shitty people in movie theaters. That that always makes mm. me laugh. But um, overall, I usually just go with Jeremy uh, Johns. He's just he's funny. He's quick. His reviews are maybe eight minutes or less, no matter what the damn review is about. They're just really quick and choppy, and the way that he edits everything, I I 
grasp everything so quickly and I understand everything without going into this huge explanation like what we do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we need some quick editing. Yeah. I don't know if the amount of quick editing will ever even make it smaller. We usually go pretty quick, but we discuss the entirety of the movie. We're yeah. like the nostalgia critic of podcasts. <laughs> we need people to act it out. <laughs> then I'll make it worse. <laughs> Those episodes are never my favorite. Yeah. It sounds like they're doing one on it. Chapter two. I'm like, oh, no. no. Wait till it comes on DVD, please. <laughs> it's better with the clips. Yeah, I, I, don't, I hate when they acted out. Those are the worst. I don't even understand why they do those. Yeah, those are terrible. <laughs> it's all just skits, and they're not funny skits. No, that's the worst part. If they were funny, I might be okay with it, but they're not. Yeah. All right, anything else going on well, in your uh, world? There is one thing I guess we should talk about before the uh, episode closes here. You're pregnant. Um, I was on. <laughs> yes. I don't know who the father is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, well, I was on the LCS hockey show the other day and uh, I was talking to the guys and apparently they might be changing the way they're doing their show. Uh, which might change the way we do our show a little bit. Not all that much, but uh, basically, obviously, we've been going through blog talk uh, all this time uh-huh. that they basically have to pay $40 a month for, <laughs> um, which works for them because, like, they do their show live usually on the phone. Um, but they've uh, Mike Dell has been doing that other show that I mentioned to you uh, where they were review, reviewing comic books, and uh, they've just been recording Skype. So that's kind of got him moving t- more towards that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he is thinking about getting rid of blog talk, um, and just going to podcast one where apparently podcast one has this new thing where you can just like, you don't have to pay anything. You can just host your podcast on there for free. Oh yeah. (laughs) And you can just upload it the way we've been doing it these last couple of months. Um, so it would probably, the only real change would be that it would probably be a different RSS feed and all that kind of stuff. The links will be a little bit different. Uh, at some point, but I'm not sure when or if that's going to happen, but it might in these upcoming weeks at some point. So, well, that being said, I mean, I, I'm paying for an RSS feed that I'm not using. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, we could do that. Well, that one has limits on the time, right? Like Uh, you only do like two hours a month or something like that. Right. So, I mean, let me take a look at some stuff while we're, while we're, well, I guess let's end this and let me, we'll, we'll talk after this really quickly. Yeah. Um, Sounds but good. alrighty, everybody. Well, it's been another amazing podcast from the original Jenksters. Yes. I'm Peter Jank. That's slappy Jank. And <laughs> I want you to always remember to flip your tippa. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. And bye, everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend. If we don't see you uh, next weekend, well, we'll find you. (laughs) We'll be in your toilet. All right. Bye.